following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. And download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE to get in on all of the action, including Michigan and TCU out in Arizona. What about Georgia and Ohio State? Pistons, Wings, and those Red Hot Lions. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up to get the hookup. It is a Moneyline Monday, presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It's hour number two on a holiday Moneyline Monday, a holiday week Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Superfly Hayes. He is our executive producer inside this hour, Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, national NFL columnist. One of the craziest weekends ever in the NFL. And if you're a Lions fan, you're loving life right now. They're 500 after a one and six start. If the Commanders can lose at San Francisco on Saturday, Seahawks at Kansas City, and the Lions win at the Panthers, where they're an early three-point favorite on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, your Detroit Lions will be a playoff team on the board. With two games remaining, that would be the Bears at home and at the Packers in January. Inside Lambeau. What a game yesterday. We're taking your comments on it. Good and bad from the Lions win over the Jets. Good and bad from Ferris State football winning their second straight NCAA 2. NCAA? NCAA 2 football championship. I, I don't know if there's any negative. I was there in McKinney, Texas. It their defense is just badass. That's it. And how about that little Brady Rose out of Muskegon Mona Shores? He's like 5'6", 145. That's it. And all he does is win. Leads his team to state championships. He's won back-to-back national championships. All he does is win. As I put at Huge Show on Twitter, size doesn't matter. That's what I posted. Good guy. And they're loaded. They got a ton of young talent. They may do the three-peat if they can get by Grand Valley. Realistically, I think the T2 National Championship is going to be Coach Mitchell or Coach Anise every year for like the next decade. I'm getting a lot of heat on the huge text chain from Michigan State fans when I said Tony Anise is a better coach than Mel Tucker. Hashtag Tony's coming. I don't have a right to an opinion. No, if, if, if you, the Michigan State fan, you feel Mel Tucker is worth $95 million, please send me the proof. 
Okay. Oh, well, it's D2. A trophy's a trophy. A ring's a ring. Oh, but look what Michigan State did last year. They won the Peach Bowl. How many Big Ten East Division titles for Mel Tucker? How many college football playoff appearances? How many Big Ten championship appearances? Oh, Huge, you said last week that if Tucker's 5-7 and seven again, they'll get rid of him. No, they won't. Yes, they will. You're making that type of money. You don't get five, six years. Oh, you were wrong on Dan Campbell earlier in the year. So was everybody else who they were 1-6. Name a damn Lions fan that said they're going to the playoffs. You know, the only person I heard anywhere, national media, statewide media, Detroit, east side, west side, was Merrill Hodge. Merrill Hodge and Superfly Hayes. I said, why are you flying your Lions gear? And he said, because they're going to the playoffs. So I, I dropped him off at Spectrum to get drug tested. But Merrill Haas, a former Steelers running back on the DraftKings NFL Power Hour that airs every week on the Huled Show, he said don't count them out at one and six. I texted him afterwards and I said, are you suffering from CTE? Let's go talk to John in Kalamazoo listening on 96.1 The Game out of Grand Rapids. You can hear 96.1 The Game, GR, our flagship station, Muskegon area, and also Kalamazoo. How you doing, Johnny? I'm doing extra good today, and you can imagine why as far as the Lions go. You know, usually this time of year, we're looking for the draft, you know. And, uh, of course, right now, we're so excited about what's happening right now every week. But I I wanted to tell you this last week, and you were on on this topic a little bit. Uh, I, we can look. We can be excited about the near term, and we can be excited about that draft. And I mean, I think one of the greatest things about this team right now, and it doesn't get mentioned often enough, is Brad Holmes. Every week, it seems like some rookie on our team is winning the rookie of the week. I mean, we've got first and second year players that are the backbone of this team, and he's got another draft coming up. And we get that that wonderful pick from the Rams. So I just wanted to say, look near and look far, because it looks good. Well, even if they don't make the playoffs, John, and I agree with you, the foundation, the pick from the Rams, their own first-round pick. You know, the one thing about golf, and you had Jameson Williams, and he wasn't able to throw it, and it was cold, and some are saying he can't. Well, he threw a good deep ball to Williams. I know it wasn't a 60-yarder. He's not going to be that 70 yards in the air type of guy. He doesn't have that Mahomes arm, right, where he could get it to Tyreek Hill. That is pulsing at me a little bit. But, man, the job Goff is doing and has done for the team this year. Uh, he's your quarterback for the future. You can figure out how to use Jamison Williams, whose speed is just I, – I don't know if I've seen anybody that fast ever in the NFL, and that includes Tyreek Hill. I mean, it's crazy. But I, I, you know, if I look at the Lions, I, I still think use of timeouts, clock management worries me with Dan Campbell, decision-making, that going for the field goal wasn't the right move there. But, you know, they still won the game, so it kind of negates everything. You know, Lions secondary didn't play well yesterday. You know, it's outdoors, rowdy crowd. Jets were playing for a playoff spot, kind of had a playoff game feel to it. You're not going to go win 40-7 to every time on the road. 
It's not going to happen. They pulled out, you know, their season really is about what they did at Chicago and what they did on the road against the Jets. It really, there's your season safer. And like I said, Commanders, 7-6-1 and one at San Francisco. Seattle, 7-7 seven and seven right now in front of Detroit because they have the tiebreaker after beating the Lions at Ford Field. At Kansas City and the Lions on Saturday, Christmas Eve games bumped up a day because Christmas Day is on Sunday. They're in Carolina. But Carolina still is an outside shot. I was kind of hoping with Steelers beating the Panthers and the Bucks were up big that Carolina would be playing for nothing. Instead, they still are. So that's going to be a dogfight. The NFC South and the AFC South is in total disarray. Teams that were left for dead multiple times are alive. Not for playoff spot, or not for wildcard spots. I'm talking about winning their division. This weekend in the NFL where it begins with Indy up 33-0 and they lose in overtime, and Matt Ryan's resume of big leads, that really wasn't a big game. It wasn't the Brady Super Bowl, but just crazy. And, and what the, the Patriots were throwing it around like they were down a touchdown against the Raiders to end it. What were they doing? And Matt Patricia, I could see him going, you know what? They're not going to expect this. And then I think he did say he didn't ex- he he didn't expect the defender to be back there by the quarterback. Wow. And then just the games and the Brady collapse and uh, last night the controversy at the end, it, all the games were close. It was a crazy weekend. In the NFL, and you can see why when teams are uh, playing for something, uh, it is just mind-boggling. Uh, Jeremy Reisman, let's go talk about the Lions from Proud of Detroit. Lions NFL blogger, columnist, he's standing by. and well, You know, the fourth and inches call, how how I didn't like the call going for the field goal again because it had, had me thinking Minneapolis, but the fourth and inches play call just phenomenal uh, by Ben Johnson. Yeah, no, no question. I mean, and now that's that's two weeks now that the Ben Johnson has dialed up a a huge kind of bold play call to a you know a non-star on the football team in in a crucial moment, and it's worked both times. And uh, I, I don't I don't think even he probably expected it to work that well. But um, yeah, huge moment, and and that kind of defines how the the lines are winning some of these football games right now, just making big plays and big moments. Well, you can kind of look at the Bears game on the road. I said these two games kind of have saved the season. Uh, fourth quarter against the Bears, uh, the fourth quarter uh, against the Jets, where they were games where the Lions probably lose them nine out of ten times, but they found a way to win. It's on the road. It's the NFL. Uh, you're not going to beat up on every team like you did Minnesota and Jacksonville uh, at home, and you found a way to win, and here they are in the playoff hunt. Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of people in Detroit rightfully pointed out that these are the kind of games that usually fall in the exact opposite direction for this franchise. Um, they're, they're the team that gets a 51-yard touchdown scored against them in the final two minutes on, on a, you know, a, a, I don't want to say a fluky play, but a, but just kind of an interesting play. So, yeah, I mean, this is how you win in the NFL. You, you, you said it. And, and you look across the NFL just this week. You know, there are a lot of crazy games like you were pointing out there. You know, Kansas City gets taken to the wire by the Texans. It's all about closing in the final moments in, in you know, 70% of these games. And 
that's that's I think what makes kind of the the six and one run for the Lions even more miraculous is just for for you to fi- fall on the positive end of these kind of games time and time again. Um, that just doesn't happen very often unless you're either the Detroit Lions or the Minnesota Vikings. Apparently, you know one thing that's kind of pulsing at me that is a slight concern, and it's not like Carolina's going to throw for four fifty. Uh, but the secondary, the way they played, they made Zach Wilson look like rookie of the year uh, in the first half. And then I'm looking at injuries, kind of whether they're minor or big or unsure, like with Elliott. Uh, that, that's a little flag right now that's pulsing. Oh, no question. Um, yeah, and you can even take it back the week prior. You know, Kirk Cousins threw for 400 and some yards against this team, um, which, which, yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly a disappointment, certainly an area of concern considering it seemed like they had made strides in that secondary in, in the previous four or five weeks uh, before that. And I don't think you can understate the, the injury to, to Deshaun Elliott. He's one of the few veterans that they have uh, in that secondary. And so he's, you know, he's responsible for a lot of the communication back there. He's a lot, he's responsible for, for, you know, seeing looks and that the offense are giving them and, and relaying that to everyone. And so now you might be relying on a rookie in Kirby Joseph to do that sort of thing, or a guy that just normally doesn't start, whether it's CJ Moore or Fatu Melifanu, their, their, their pick uh, last year. So, um, you know, we, we still don't know uh, if he's going to be out or how long he'll be out, but um, that's definitely a concern going forward, especially when you might have a must-win game against Aaron Rodgers in Week 18. So, um, yeah, that, that's something that probably the, the biggest area of concern where I think everything else is, is still humming along pretty good. Yeah, the, the Lions secondary imploding against Zach Wilson – Surprise the living daylights out of me. It really did. It irritated me. Like, how uh, how, how are you this bad today when you've been playing that well? Yeah, it's it's a good question. And, and maybe it's just sometimes, you you know, the, the ball doesn't go your way. You're, you're not just focused. You know, Jeff Okuda is coming off that illness. I don't, I don't know if you really want to make that excuse. I would say that they, they rebounded fairly nicely in, in the second half. But at the same time, they gave up a third and 18 and a, and a fourth and 19, I think, on that final drive that get, gave the Jets a, a chance at that last field goal in the game. So there, there's a lot to clean up there. And, um, you know, I, it, it is a young secondary. So I think you, you should expect at least a little bit of inconsistency back there, but um, definitely something that they have to clean up. And, and I'm, I'm with you. I, I was not expecting Zach Wilson to, to throw for over 300 yards in that football game. So um, hopefully it's a wake up call for that unit because yeah, they can't afford to do that down the stretch if they want to run the table here. Yeah, well, let's be honest, okay, uh, these next two games, you're not looking at QBs who are going to throw 350-400. At least I wouldn't expect that. So you get Carolina on Saturday. I mentioned the Commanders go to San Francisco. Seattle, who's in front of Detroit, based on the tiebreaker, also at 7-7. Seven and seven. They go to Kansas City. Lions are sitting there. If they can find any way to win against the Panthers on Saturday in North Carolina, and you get the Seahawks and Commanders to lose, the Lions control their playoff destiny. Yeah, it's kind of amazing, right? Yeah, it's, it's um, beyond that. It's all it's from where this team was at one and six. Crowds booing them. You know, I know some fans now are like, "Oh yeah, man, you're jumping back on the bandwagon." No, everybody was questioning coaching, yep. questioning uh, the defense, questioning uh, golf. It was it was across the board. Yeah, general manager too, didn't it? Right. Yes, um, everybody. You know, some 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 of the players were injured and not playing, and and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and so to be where they are is is nothing short of remarkable. And I don't I don't think I can understate just how crazy it's been 
And I think the crazy part about it is it's, it's not just luck. It's not just, you know, the ball bouncing the lines away. They've legitimately improved across the board. The offense has gotten better. The defense has gotten better. Their young players are getting healthier and better, and they're improving. And that, I mean, that has to have Lions fans excited, um, not just for this year, but, but for the future. But sticking with this year, like you just mentioned all the things that need to happen next week. All those teams are favored that need to be favored for the Lions. The exactly. Lions are favored over the Panthers. Everything everything should fall the Lions' way if things go as planned. And of course, as the NFL, not that doesn't happen every week. And in fact, it rarely happens. But the expectation right now is for the Lions to have their playoff destiny mm. in their own hands, which is just it's it's shocking to even say, considering they were at one and six and. Uh, it's, it's, it's really an exciting time right now. It sure is. Uh, Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit, Great Lions, a columnist insider, joining us on the Meyer guest line uh, here on the Huge Show across Michigan. You don't need to go to Meyer to shop for a Lions playoff berth. They just have to take care of business uh, the next three games. Uh, the matchup with Carolina, again, it's on the road. It's the NFL. If, if you win 10-9, 9-7, who cares? Uh they're, they're kind of rejuvenated, but they didn't look good against the Steelers. So your thoughts on the Lions and the Panthers? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it will be a, a, a little bit of an ease up from, from this past week. I think their defense is, is obviously nowhere near to the Jets level, and that's, that's really where the Lions kind of make their money. They, the, the Lions were uncomfortable on Sunday, and they still, still got the win. I think Jared Goff and the offense are going to have a much better day uh, against the, the Panthers, and you know that alone could potentially carry them to win. But, but obviously, like we said, like they need to improve that secondary. Um, they're not going to be able to put away any opponent if they play like they did on Sunday. And, you know, th- there were times in that Vikings game where, where I thought the Vikings were going to come back like they did uh, this week um, against the Lions because, you know, Lions were up two scores in the most of the fourth quarter. But then, you know, the Vikings scored in like a minute and a half. And so you're going to have a really tough time putting teams away in this league if, you, if you, your defense struggles like it, did, like it has in the past two weeks. So, um, again, I think the offense is, is going to rebound and, and look more like we, we've seen when they're scoring 30 points every other game. Um, but that defense is a major concern and, and uh, something they really got to fix up. And, you know, the, the, the one good thing is that the run defense seems like it's really starting to shore up. And that can help in a lot of ways. But most of all, if you're making the other team one-dimensional, well, then that allows your pass rushers to pin their ear back. Lions had four sacks, which I think had a, a big part in them winning against the Jets. Um, if that can continue, then then they'll be okay. But again, secondary really needs to step up. You know, it's pretty obvious if you go back and look at any win this season uh, that the Lions, when they're bringing heat and pressure, is where they change games. And they did it at the end yesterday, forced a long field goal. And when they back off, when they put DBs off the ball and they back off on their pressure, they're just not good enough to play straight up defense. They have got to bring the heat. Uh, any uh, unless you're up, you know, like four scores, and you're just looking to put it away, and it's late in the fourth quarter, they can't sit back and play straight up D. They got to bring the heat. Yeah, and and Aaron Glenn has not been afraid to do that. The Lions have been one of the the most um, common blitzing teams in in the league, and yeah, I, not only does that allow for sex, but I think one key part of this Lions turnaround has been their ability to, to force turnovers. Um, I think I think they got like a plus six or plus seven turnover rate. Um, since, you know, this, this seven-game streak of, of six and one. So, yeah, um, Lions aren't afraid to bring the hit. I think they know that that kind of covers, maybe masks some of their weaknesses in the secondary a little bit. And they know they have a lot of guys that can rush the passer right now. You know, <laughs> they got sacks from three different guys uh, on Sunday. And whether it's James Houston, Aiden Hutchinson, 
Romeo Quara had two on, on Sunday after his you know second game back. Lions got a lot of guys who can disrupt the passer now, and and they're they're utilizing that as a strength. He is a, a solid insider when it comes to Lions in the NFL. Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit, just search that uh, on uh, your search engine, also on Twitter, social networks. Jeremy, thanks for your opinions. Uh, I can't wait for. Christmas Eve, not because of presents, not because of ham, not because of scalloped potatoes or macaroni and cheese. Lions get a win over the Panthers. Seahawks lose at Kansas City. And the Commanders lose at San Francisco. And your Detroit Lions just have to win the final two games and they're going to the playoffs. Just think about this before I let you go. One yeah. and six, and, and what we're saying to win your last three, they would be nine and one in their last ten to close out the regular season. Yeah. Wow. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And and I think three or four weeks ago when, when they were starting to tally a couple of those first two wins together, you know, I think we even brought up the, you know, on our podcast, brought up nine and one and we're just like, what if they did that? Like what? And, and, and we weren't really serious about it. We were just kind of playing around. But the, the other thing to consider too is like, if, if this team goes nine and one down the stretch and makes the playoff, I think suddenly you move the goalposts quite a bit there because what team in the playoff wants to play someone on a 9-1 stretch? Hey, Merrill Hodge on our DraftKings NFL Power Hour last week, we do it every week, said at the end of our conversation, I will not be surprised if it's the Eagles and the Lions in the NFC Championship game. He said that on Friday. That was before wow. the win. That was before the win over the Jets. Yeah, you, you, wow, I was like, hey, we got to go. Because I, I got to go to the bathroom and throw up at the same time. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, I, and my stomach's in knots. I can't even imagine what I'd be feeling. If, if oh, one went away from the Super Bowl? Ooh. Oh, my. And like I said, if they got there after we hung up with them, I said, so that would be that would be two more playoff wins, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Two more uh, playoffs. Yeah. So you'd be on 11-1. and one. It's an 11-1 and one streak going into the NFC title game. <laughs> yeah, and just to, to double your your career playoff oh. wins in the Super Bowl era in one season, and get to the Super Bowl, and then you beat and then you beat the Eagles, and you, and you go win the Super Bowl. My God! Okay, there you go. Yeah, we're all. I, I know you're I like gotta, me. We're good. We, now. we got. We all got to run here. Okay, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're him too. I'm a Lions fan. I think most in the media. Most of them, unless they moved here, right, to take the job, are Lions fans. I I said if they, when they win a Super Bowl, the parade down Woodward Avenue will have millions of people. It will be the craziest thing you've ever seen. Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast has dropped me a text. Oh, I see you're back on the bandwagon. You cried at the Minnesota game. You cried, Eric Zane. You cried. When Jamison Williams scored a touchdown, he cried. Because you knew that a weapon like that, even if he doesn't catch passes, the fact that people have to run with him will create openings underneath for the short passing game or a delayed draw. So Eric Zane, show your tears of joy. Showed who you really are. You're a closet Lions fan. You wear Lions women's panties because you like the silk. That's your business. I'm not I'm not searching anybody's drawers, okay? But you tried to say I was the one that jumped back on. Or I was the one 
Remember when you laughed on your Eric Zane Show podcast and said, hey, he said they're going to win 10 games. Oh, Eric Zane, I'm waiting for that three-game win streak when they finish 10 and 7. Because I'll be calling your Eric Zane Show podcast. And I'll be calling you with a voicemail you'll play every year during the holidays for family and friends. Go put on your Lions silk women's panties and cheer them on on Christmas Eve. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com. What a crazy week in the NFL. National columnist. He'll join us next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Your Auto Value Auto Parts store is part of a network of more than 300 family-owned stores and are locally run by some of your own friends and neighbors. Every day, we work hard to provide you with all the automotive aftermarket parts and accessories you'll ever need. Name brands, too, like Champion, Seafoam, Wix, Lucas, Mobile, and more. The auto parts you need at the value you've come to expect. So thanks again for shopping locally at Auto Value, where service is the difference. We get it. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids. They now have merged with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they're stronger than ever before in the state of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast-to-coast when it comes to your accounting and business needs. Find out more at beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com. Also, Tom has stepped up with $1,500 in cash in the Beat Huge Pro Football Picks Contest. Now, if you beat my picks just one week, you'll be in the drawing at the end of the pro football season for $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and Bean Garter. Thursday night game is always a freebie. You have until Sunday morning to play every week through the big game. You can play once or play every week. Do what you want to, but get your picks in now at thehugeshow.net. Jeff Dunham on his all-new tour, still not canceled. Yes, I make a living talking to myself, which means some forms of mental illness actually pay off. Dad, that I unplugged my cousin's life support to charge my phone. Oh, shut the hell up. December 29th, Van Dandel Arena. Tickets on sale now at JeffDunham.com. Don't miss him, Grand Rapids. Silence! I kill you! Jeff Dunham on his all-new tour, still not canceled. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer, as we originate from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studios. Man, 
What a crazy weekend in the NFL. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com National NFL Insider is standing by here on the huge show across Michigan. You ever see a weekend like that in the regular season? Not that I can remember. I mean, it was just a record number of games that, that were decided by 11 points or less. So the NFL said that first time ever that three comebacks of 17 points or more. And obviously the biggest comeback ever, the crazy Chandler Jones play. I, it, it's hard to quantify, but to me, it has to be the craziest NFL weekend ever. I mean, it a regular season anyway, when you just add up everything, it was just wild. Yeah. It begins with uh Indy up 33, nothing losing overtime, 39, 36. I think the two things that, Stick out to me, maybe three in a row would be up 33 nothing lose. Biggest comeback ever in the NFL. Then the end of the Patriots game, dumbest play call in the history of the game. I don't get it. Normally you call that play uh, if you're down a touchdown and you're out of time, right? Right, right. And I, I don't think it was called that way. I think that all of a sudden, I mean, you know, the the call is probably questionable just having a draw play up the middle. Like, what are you going to get out of that, really? I think the players were just, I mean, as far as anybody has said anyway, it just started with, you know, Ramondre Stevenson lateraling, lateraling it back, trying to make something happen. And Jacoby Myers is kind of losing his mind and really trying to make something happen with a terrible, uh, uh, you know, lateral play there. But, you know, that that's the thing. We give... Bill Bel- at least I do, give Bill Belichick credit for always say, you know, we always say, you know, his teams are so mentally prepared. They never beat themselves. They never make the dumb play. Well, if you're going to give him credit for that, you got to give him credit for the Patriots having no situational awareness whatsoever, making one of the dumber plays in NFL history. Just shocking. I, I you know, I'm just going through, I, I couldn't believe it was happening. And I really can't remember another game ending like that. I, the, the closest comparisons, Leon Latin the snow. We remember that the Thanksgiving game where he just randomly ran into the field goal that was blocked and kept the game going. But then Dwayne Rudd taking off his helmet. You remember that when the Browns, I think it was Ravens were playing, we threw off his helmet and got a 15 yard penalty. Other than that, I mean, just one of the most inexplicable endings I've ever seen to a football game. And it's not like New England is a you know was a three and ten team. This was a team yeah. in control of a playoff spot in the AFC, or at least in the hunt there with the Chargers and Miami. Yeah, no question. I mean, it really could end up costing them a playoff spot. It's and just that—that's what it is. It's just—it's—it's it's a terrible loss for them. It's a terrible play. It's a disaster. It's nothing, you know. They wanted to have happen, obviously, but here it is, and it's just—it is shocking. It was shocking, and it's—you know—it—it it pretty much—it doesn't ruin their playoff chances. But now they're in a spot where they might have to win out to, to make the playoffs, whereas they were in decent position before that. So just a devastating, horrible play for them. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL columnist, insider, joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. Hey, you look at Jacksonville, a team that was just waxed by Detroit, and then they go beat up on Tennessee at Tennessee. They go uh, get the uh, overtime pick six to win it uh, against the Cowboys, and you're looking at this team now. They're a game out. If you're in the South Division, AOC, NFC, you might get teams with a losing record that win the division. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we are uh, we're in that realm. Yeah, we're we're in that. that especially, I mean, NFC. Yeah, the, the South is not going to have a winning record. They're, they're, I think that's pretty much a wrap. The AFC South. I mean, I think Jacksonville wins that division. I mean, 
it's, I didn't expect everything to play out like it did yesterday, but then it does, and you start doing the math, and you say, well, Jacksonville already beat Tennessee in Tennessee. The rematch is Week 18 in Jacksonville. Jacksonville game back, and they're playing much, much better football. I mean, uh, the Tennessee, the wheels are just falling off. They're not doing anything really well now. So, yeah, I think Jacksonville gets it done. Now, whether they do that with nine wins or eight, I'm not sure, but a team that... They're playing well enough, that quarterback's playing well enough that even at 8-9, and nine, I don't think anybody wants to go to Jacksonville wildcard weekend. I can't imagine teams are... South, yeah, the NFC South, yeah, yeah. Who wouldn't want to go play the Buccaneers right now? They're terrible. But when you know, you're looking at how Trevor Lawrence is playing, how that young defense is making plays, how the offense has really come around, I don't think any of those wildcard teams are just like, wow, let's go to Jacksonville, get an easy win. I think it's... But they're like, wow, this is going to be a challenge. This is going to be a tough out because Doug Peterson has totally turned that team around this season from even from what they were early in the year. I think that they've really made a lot of improvements led by a quarterback who I think now we can all kind of assume, yeah, this guy's going to be a star. He he really played well yesterday, and, and hats off to Trevor Lawrence. He's you know He was inconsistent for a while, but now he's hit his stride, and I don't think there's any turning back. I think... I think we've seen Trevor Lawrence arrive, and I don't think he's going anywhere. That's why what the Lions did and scoring on every possession and outside of last one when they kneeled against the Jags in Detroit, really, when I watched Jacksonville play, I'm like, you know, not that it validates the Lions, but you watch the Lions uh, win ugly against the Jets, but a win on the road in the NFL is a win, and there are the Lions yep. at 7-7. Seven and seven. They're tied with Seattle for the eighth spot. Right now in Seattle gets a tiebreaker because they beat them, but Seahawks are at the Chiefs this weekend. Commanders losing last night was what the Lions wanted because the Commanders are at San Francisco. The Lions uh, at Carolina, five and nine teams still alive uh, for the AFC or NFC uh, South. And if the Lions win and Seahawks lose at KC and Commanders lose at San Francisco, which more than likely should happen, Lions control their playoff destiny. Yep, absolutely. And they're playing well. This is, I mean, there's like we just talked about the difference between NFC South and AFC South. There's a difference between a team that, you know, is trying to sneak into a wild card playing well or one that's just hanging on. I think Seattle and Detroit are great examples of teams going in opposite directions, and the Lions are playing well. And I did think about that, you know, that Lions game last night, thinking, you know, the, the Jaguars game, and thinking, you know what? That really didn't say much about the Jaguars. It said more about the Lions than I knew at the time. That that afternoon, as the Lions are just killing the Jaguars, I'm like, all right, the Jaguars are just this team that can't get it together, can't string together two, three good games in a row. But now you look back on it and you're like, the Jaguars have played well in just about every game over the past four or five weeks other than that game where they got blown out by the Lions. Well, it says something about where the Lions are right now. They're playing really, really well. I don't buy the Dan Campbell Coach of the Year stuff. I really don't because – you have to also account for the fact that they were 1-6 and six under his watch. I mean, it, you can't erase that and just say, wow, what a comeback for the Lions. Well, they were 1-6 and six for a reason. But even then, you know, as my colleague Charles Robinson pointed out last night on our podcast, we uh, he was going through a schedule, and every one of those losses, you look back, and it's like, okay, they lost to the Eagles and the Dolphins and whoever. I mean, the best teams in the NFL – even a one and six start wasn't as bad as we thought at the time. Now it's aging pretty well. I, I really like what they've done. I'm not going to take Dan Campbell coach of the year, but I think the Lions make the playoffs and what a successful season. I remember being on your show about six, seven weeks ago saying Dan Campbell might not survive this. He might, get, if he goes three and 14, he might get, you know, shuttled out of there. Well, that's not happening anymore. I mean, just a 
a complete uh, turnaround for the Lions. Good for them. It's a great story, and they're playing really, really good football right now. What about Tampa Bay uh, going in the opposite direction? Those three straight turnovers by Brady. Burrow and the Bengals just have that swagger that I love. It wouldn't surprise me if they win the AFC again. Uh, but Tampa Bay, uh, based on their schedule, still friendly. They still have a one-game lead. Uh, Atlanta somehow is still in the NFC South uh, championship picture, along with the Saints and the Panthers. Uh, what about Brady? Is he done? Is it personal issues? Is it age catching up? Is it just a bad offense? Because really, you can't blame anything around him. His three turnovers were just bad plays. Yeah, he's really not playing well. And I wonder, You just, I just looked this up. I mean, of their last nine games, or three and six, but I think everybody remembers the last second touchdown against the Rams to win and the last second touchdown against the Saints to win. If they don't get those two wins, they're one and eight in their last nine games. I mean, this is a bad football team. Really bad. I, we saw them blown up by the Niners and... You know, the, the Bengals went on that 34 nothing run yesterday after falling behind. It's a bad football team. Brady's not playing well, which is fine. He's 45. He's, playing, he's still the best 45-year-old quarterback ever, obviously. But I just think everything's falling apart for them. It just seems like a team that there's no good energy. There's no juice. They just seem like... They want to be done with the season. I mean, I know that's probably not true, but that's how the body language looks. Every time I watch a Buccaneers game, there's there's nothing. There's no excitement. There's just just slump shoulders and wanting kind of to get get out of get out of that game with another loss. I, I just it, it's just bad. I don't know what Brady does next year. I really don't. I mean, maybe he plays again. Maybe he plays San Francisco, the Jets. You know, whatever good situation there is out there, but. Man, I mean, based on how he's played lately, based on kind of his body language, he just doesn't look like a guy who's enjoying this season by any stretch of the imagination. Frank Schwab, you can follow the NFL coast-to-coast, uh, coast, Yahoo.com, national uh, NFL columnist. Frank, appreciate the time. Enjoy the week and the holiday. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. All right, Frank Schwab checking in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer, proud to be a part of local communities all across Michigan through their Little League, high school, college, and pro teams, and also uh, everything you need for Christmas. Is that your local Meyer? Everything you need. I'll have to get some food for Christmas. I have to get a tree. I've been rushing around down in Texas with Ferris. I got, but usually if you buy this close, they're on sale, right? You get a good deal. Fake tree. I'm not going out and cut a tree down, all right? You want to you wanna be a lumberjack? Go do it. To each his or her own. To the callers online, Michigan, we'll hear you next. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll still get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. 
Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle and filling your sleigh with $100,000. Come out for Reindeer Games every Friday in December from 6 to 10 p.m. Each hour, two players have the chance to pick a lucky reindeer and win up to $100,000 cash. Don't miss your chance at huge holiday winnings. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Get more for your money when you shop your holiday meal and more at Meyer. Find delicious Meyer spiral sliced ham for just 89 cents per pound, limit two. And get 50% off the entire stock of holiday apparel for the family. And 50 to 60% off select outerwear for the family. Plus, get an additional 15% off your total toy department purchase with Perks. Get more for your money and get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan Superfly Hayes. He is our executive producer as we originate from the Auto Valley Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio. Bud Light, huge question of the day. Good and bad for the Lions. Comeback win. Nail biter in Jersey against the Jets. Ferris State Bulldogs back to back D2 football championships. I was there Saturday in Texas. Messi and Argentina winning the World Cup. And what about that weekend in the NFL? Flat out crazy. Let's go to Steve in Big Rapids. You're on the Huge Show across Michigan. Hey, Huge, how you doing? Hey, Steven. Hey, question for you. What's it going to take for D1 to quit sleeping on Coach East and get him up there? What do you think? I mean, the man's won two straight national titles and can't get an interview. Interview where? Anywhere. Central passed on him to get an didn't give him an interview. Western passed on him twice. You know, he can't. What more can he do than win national titles? Well, you know, he has a pretty good thing, Stephen. Thanks for the call in Big Rapids. Coach Anise does at Ferris. And they're, they've just upgraded their athletic complex. I assume they'll get their indoor, and they need to look at what Grand Valley has and rival it. And I will think. That winning back-to-back national championships at a Ferris State University can't get all the upgrades done after you win back-to-back national titles, four straight Final Fours, that could be the point where Tony Anise maybe does look. I think part of it has been that uh, he's set up with good teams. So why walk away? You live a good life with your family, your kids are coaching with you. I think a, a couple of relatives, one kid and one relative – the staff is awesome. They all get along. It's, like I, I said, add Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. And my four days with them and going inside Ferris State University, Ferris football, they're just good people. And, you know, sometimes in life, you know, I, I prefer working in Grand Rapids than I do working in Chicago. 
I, I prefer being around good people. I, I like being close to family. I like being close to friends. You do reach a point in your life when you're older where it's always not chasing more money or fame. There really is a point. Some don't get it, but I, I think Tony Anise has such a great thing right now at Ferris State University. Same thing Coach Mitchell has at Grand Valley State, Saginaw Valley State. Look at the GLIAC, Michigan Tech, and more. So to leave, it would have to be a situation where there's a great team, there's an AD, there's people you know and trust for you to leave something really good like Ferris State. I've had a lot of offers to leave for big city jobs. But if I don't know anybody... And I'm divorced, so I get my kids every other week. I'm not leaving my family for anything. You could offer me New York City. You could offer me L.A. I'm not leaving my family. By the way, happy birthday to my son, Legend. 15 today, halfway to 30. I told him that, and he cried. 24-7, everything you need is at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge.